everyone, and welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex and the City podcast where we dive into every episode of Sex and the City, the two movies, and of course, and just like that, I am your host, Samantha Bush, and I am joined by Chris Lewis. Hi, Chris. Hi, how are you? I'm good. We're, we're, we're live, baby. Back, bitches. <laughs> you thought you got the last of us. And you asked for more, and here we fucking are. And I don't want to hear any complaints about how this podcast is moving forward because you all have begged. Begged. For and I just want to say how nice it's been to um, read all your messages and yes. all the nice things and the, the concerns about whether or not Sam and I had had a huge falling out. <laughs> Which I love. I got a text from Chris and he was like, did you know people think that we had like a huge falling out or in a huge fight? And that's why shortcomings is on pause. And I was like, I kind of love that narrative. Like that And then it was like if that was the case, A, we would have had that fight like on air. And oh also God. we would have said, like, we aren't coming back. Never. But... I wouldn't lie to you people. I first of all, I don't care about you enough to lie. <laughs> no, I love you all. Do we yeah. have a nickname for our the, the fans of this podcast? The shorties. <laughs> I never approve that. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> okay, shout out to the shorties. Shout out um... to the shorties. Love you all. It has been 12 weeks since that chaotic episode. That was a tough one. That was a tough one that I never... Yeah. Like, we we looked at each other... tell you guys we were done. (laughs) We looked at each other at the end of it. Just, like, that can't go out. Like, what did we say? What did we say? What didn't we say? I beg of you not to listen to it again. It wasn't our finest work. I think at one point I... (laughs) Wax poetic about Naomi Campbell. Uh, do you remember us playing the game of like who, what actor is what Sex and the City character? But we just kept going, and I was like, okay, we can't do this. We need forever. to stop and wrap this the fuck up. <laughs> we can't do this for thirty minutes. <sighs> it was wild. So before we get into this episode, which is a toughie, how's your <laughs> summer been? My summer's been amazing. Um, you came to visit a few weeks ago. Which was so That's fun. True. I can't believe it's been a few weeks already. I know. Uh, Chris feels like no one in Detroit works. Uh, guys, I was there work. on a Sunday to Wednesday and didn't see, the streets were full. Full. We, we kept checking full. the Everyone calendars. Everyone was drinking at noon. Mm-hmm. We kept checking the calendar like, is there a holiday that we're is just not aware of? Is there a four-day midweek holiday going on? No, just packed, jam-packed. I learned that Detroit oddly has its 4th of July fireworks the week before 4th of July. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're huge. They're huge. We did not see them, but um, they were in proximity to us, and we had a great time. We discovered every difference between us in the sense that every single night Sam went home at 10, and I went to a bar and stayed out till like 1.30 or 2, Mm-hmm. hanging with the locals you know yeah. telling them stories that were not true like oh yeah i just moved here yeah you became like a different person oh yeah night. vacation chris is wild <laughs> he's, he he's follows tough. no rules there's guys there's no rules chris totally will order lawless. a spicy margarita at 11 30 a.m and that was Doesn't probably my hug. second drink of the day exactly <laughs> we met the Every- love of my life jonathan Okay. Do you think he's listening? Tell, Jonathan is not listening. Jonathan we didn't know what Sex in the City was. No, that was but shocking. He had big Samantha energy. He was ready. He okay. 
to describe Jonathan, we will be posting a picture of him on our Instagram stories when this episode does come out. And if you know Jonathan, connect us. I need his number. Uh, He works. I can go pop in and see if he's there. As I said to you when we left, there's a good chance if we went back, they'd be like, he hasn't worked here for 90 years. He was like a ghost. He was like... He was a character. We asked him what he does for fun, and he says, I bind my own books. And he was very interested in giving himself tattoos. He looked a bit like Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad. Is that that guy's name? Yes. Mixed with, like, the energy of Christian Bale and the Machinist. Yeah, he had very manic energy. He was hopped up. Mixed with, like, a side character on Euphoria who's, like, giving drugs to Zendaya. Exactly. Fez. He was a character. He, I almost saw his penis. He did hand Sam his phone to show us his leg tattoo and he had simply blurred out his penis with like a blue line. And he had done that about five seconds before he handed her the phone. And he was like, do not swipe to the right or left. I wish we'd swiped. And I was like, it was quite lengthy. I was like, sir, is that your, is this the length of your penis? This blue line? Shocking. It was intense. It, yeah. And I met Sam's parents, a, i.e. my adopted parents. We had a lovely dinner and drinks with them. I don't know if we'll be sharing that story online, but oh. <laughs> let's just I say things it. were said that were shocking and not by me. No, by my parents. I was on my best behavior. You were you were great. You I did tell parents, my dad but... that I didn't like his dog. I thought that was like common knowledge. <laughs> I don't not like her. I... You just don't like her. <laughs> but yeah, your eyes bugged out. I was like, uh-oh, I've stepped into some muddy water. And my dad was like, what? Yeah. Well, he laid down the gauntlet, like, find a new dog that are bitch. Ruby's yeah. dead to me. Ruby, yeah. He did. He said, um, this is basically a tit for tat. Yeah, it was aggressive. But it was a great trip. We connected. Um, we did not record a podcast, but we... <laughs> hopped around a lot had some good meals yeah we did it was delish so before we get into it are you what are you obsessed with what are you watching right now i mean clearly we're both obsessed with real real housewives ultimate girls trip but we're not getting into that um you know i can't stop talking about elvis i walked out i love that fucking movie (laughs) i felt like an assault on all my senses you know how you felt about what's that movie, My Favorite Daughter? The Lost Daughter? The Lost Daughter. I don't daughter. know that we need to besmirch the work of Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Sorry. Oscar the nominated lost with that shit show. That's how I feel about Elvis. Like, I can't stop. My you know explore page movie. on Instagram is filled with Elvis. You know, in a movie, when in a movie when they're like, um, brainwashing someone and they put them in a room and just like overwhelm them with like images yeah that is how i felt about elvis like i felt like my eyes were being like truly assaulted in every every sense i felt like i could smell the movie i was like ugh. i felt like i was a prisoner in that (laughs) it was but it was so because it was so long but also i was like on the edge of my seat i was like when am i getting about hour 15 i was like i can't do this like the world's literally crumbling there's got to be something better i can do with my time i mean he's water skiing with a montage of mlk being shot (laughs) at one point i I didn't even get to that yeah 
it was a wild movie. I don't know, but I'm glad as when I posted something about it today and everyone's like, oh, LOLs, I really liked it. And as I always say, I'm very happy for other people like things. Mm -hmm. And I won't don't have a real opinion on it because I did not watch all of it. Correct. My only opinion is it should have been 90 minutes. Uh, every movie at this point is about three hours long. I've just come to that conclusion I, or or i'm gonna need them to slap an old-timey intermission in and just let us stretch our legs and speaking of stretching your legs during this movie i have never seen that many people go to the bathroom well because it i was also every... not sure it's a movie that like if you get up and leave you're not going to be able to orient yourself well because you kind of know what's going on like you know he dies at the end like it's a thing yeah. but yeah, it was wild. I was like, that's no one of the great did? things about biopics. It's like you're gonna come and go at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah, you know what I miss is like an like I feel like we grew up in the age of like TNT, TBS would just slap on like a six night movie extravaganza <laughs> about like Elvis, Lucille Ball. Oh yeah, fucking James Dean, like. Marlon Brando, like where Marilyn are they? I, I guess now that's what the dropout was. Well, yeah, they're kind of remastering it, remixing. Yeah, I guess just network TV is like we're not doing these anymore, and streaming is like that's all we'll do. Yeah. <laughs> Have you watched the new um, Victoria's Secret documentary series? Whatever could there? I I had no questions about Victoria's Secret. It's this about no American apparel. <laughs> what was that one about American Apparel? Abercrombie. Abercrombie. <laughs> I'm sure American Apparel also had some secrets. No, this one is about like how Lex Wexner was like in with Jeffrey Epstein. Who the fuck is you said Lex Wexner like you were saying Brad Pitt? He's like the creator of Victoria's Secret and Abercrombie and stuff. I thought the man who created Victoria's Secret was like, okay, this is a story from the social network that I just assumed was true. I thought it was like a man who was like married to a woman and he wanted to get her something and he was embarrassed. So then he started abroad. And he named it out. after Victoria. And then he sold it. Did Lex or Wex, Lex Wetzel Pretzel buy it later? I, I don't know name? the details yet, but I haven't watched it. Oh, so and he was caught up with Epstein? Yeah, heavily. Oh, God in heaven. But mm -hmm. no, I have not seen that. I also didn't watch Abercrombie. I mean, where's the Hot Topic doc? Where's the Spencers? Did anyone ever buy anything from Spencers? If you did, please contact me. And let us know what you bought. Yeah, because that's like, I never saw a store with just more nonsense in it. So much. And all of it was at least under $10. Or like 500 It was like there was no middle ground. <laughs> it was either free or a million. Chris, are you ready to get into the episode? <laughs> I know we're procrastinating because it's a it's a tough one. No, I'm not. But okay, guys, this episode. Before we even get into it, I could not have imagined that literally every storyline in this episode would be triggering to me. There was no place to like hang my hat or feel safe. You were triggered by the Stephen Miranda stuff. You think? <laughs> I was watching it with a critical eye and I said, Chris is going to hate this. I mean, first, right off the bat, it has two of my least favorite things, Aiden and racism. You're, <laughs> you're putting Aiden and racism on the same level? Um, I'm putting Aiden above racism because he's a problem we can solve. Oh, <laughs> okay. And it seems we have. I don't know that John Corbett will be joining us ever, given his lies. 
Yeah, they were like, we uh, he lied about that, and we're we've never pissed. spoken to him about joining us, um, yeah. and we won't be now. But yeah, I guess we should get into it with a little episode synopsis. Father God in heaven. <laughs> Charlotte dates a bad kisser while Stanford dates a man with a doll obsession. Miranda has a hard time supporting Steve. The Samantha storyline. I-, I can't say anything else. <laughs> And Carrie meets a new furniture designer who pushes her out of her comfort zone. Guys. I don't... This is... Well, at least we're here. <laughs> We've reached right. We've done it while we're doing it. We have not done it. I don't know. If I just disappear in the middle of this, I'm not coming back. <laughs> this is the most problematic episode of the show. Oh, of all time. I think well, it's this one... Or the one that we have in the season finale of the season with the trans women. Yes. That one's a real tough. But I feel like the other storylines in that one are at least safe. Like you, Yeah, this, like, you can't escape it. You can hide yourself in, like, some a nice nook and cranny. This one, mm-hmm. it's like every, felt like everywhere I, I was going, I was stepping on a fucking bomb. Like, bam, bam. It just explosions left and right. Left, because you couldn't, you couldn't get away. You could not get away from this. But I guess you could say at the core, this episode is about non-negotiables in relationships and dating and life. But oof, did they take a, um, they took the long road there to reach that strange conclusion. (laughs) It was a winding road. Winding. So let's hear the monologue and then get into it. Okay. I couldn't believe what my crush was saying. I was crushed. Later that night, I couldn't help but wonder, when the hell did dating become so dumb-friendly? What happened to the time when a bad kiss or a cigarette or even a ridiculous dream was just part of a person's portfolio? In today's volatile dating market, is it wise to liquidate certain stocks at the very first sign that they might not perform as well as expected? Or are there certain things one should try and negotiate? In relationships, what are the deal-breakers? First and foremost, Carrie Bradshaw, you don't know anything. You don't know what liquidate means. Or portfolios or liquidating. I was like, what's happening He was throwing terms out that I'm like, girl, Goodbye. Goodbye. This did remind me of that great 30 Rock episode. That's a deal breaker, ladies, where Liz writes that book. I've never watched 30 Rock. It's one One of of the great comedies. But uh, what are your deal breakers? I feel like at this point, I don't have any. I'm like, I've got... No, I've got more deal breakers than I've got um things I like. Okay, I was about to say, I'm like, please. It's like, are you a so, human man? That's a deal breaker, ladies. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, besides the obvious, like, I don't want you to be Republican. I don't want you to be, you know, someone that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 like, I agree. Regular, obvious things. So besides those, I have a couple. You cannot be rude to wait staff solid you, agree you're too into fantasy football i disagree Disgusting. there because i don't think it would affect me oh my god when their team loses and they get angry and they're up like, isn't that the same mood. as regular football no because like, this you just... is like they're winning money at the end like they want to win oh so for you themselves. just don't want anyone who's like a gambling problem exactly i'm not a gambler okay i hate complainers 
feel like that's all this podcast is. <laughs> no, there's a de- like I don't like whiners. I know what you mean. No, we you know what I mean. Like that. someone that's yeah. always saying, "Oh, my back hurts. Oh, my ankle hurts." Like, shut up, shut I mean, up. Physical ailments. I thought you were gonna go with like, "Oh my god, my job. I had a bad day at work." Well, uh-huh. that too. Let's let them. I guess my back, back hurts is... and my ankle hurts, and I'm speaking for myself. <laughs> um, and someone who doesn't, if they don't want kids. That's those are all solid ones. Thank you. Oh, and a dirty bathroom. Well, well, you could have a messy need to look bathroom. In the mirror on that one. Well, no, it's mine's not dirty. It's just messy. It's just disorganized. Guys, oh, I heavily. saw Sam's apartment, and my eyes bugged out of my head. At one point, I said, "You didn't even make the bed," and she said, "That wasn't made." Which one <laughs> was that? You were like, what? And I go, yeah, Chris, I made the bed. Like, I took the sheets and stuff off and everything. Like, and it I was made covered in literally just mess and muck every which way. It's how I live. But yeah, as I said, I'm all deal breakers at this point. <laughs> Name a couple. I mean, I would absolutely agree. Rude to wait staff. Um, a, one of my big deal breakers in terms of like a first date where I will truly or even like just messaging on the apps People who say they don't watch television, and then if you push, or no, I'm sorry, I don't have a television, then you push, and they're like, but I'm streaming Game of Thrones on my computer, and it's like, well, that is TV. Yeah. So shut up. (laughs) Shut up. So people who, I don't have a television. Um, Probably someone who just, like, doesn't read or doesn't have books, I feel like, what's happening? Okay. And then... Just like you're annoying. I mean, oh, people who are cheap. I don't know. I'm fairly cheap. You're not. But like, not about anything that interacts with other people. Like, I guess I'm cheap about like only things that were like to me. Like, I'm happy right. to like take a three thirty five a.m. flight if it'll save me twenty dollars. Right, but like when it comes to like if you're out with someone. Like oh, doing things. No, I mean I'm reckless with money and have none of it. So, <laughs> but those are the deal breakers, ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, the deal breakers in this one, oh, I guess we'll get into it. I mean, one thing I did insane. enjoy about this episode is is that we at least got some Stanford. It was nice to come back and have a like. I wouldn't say a full Stanford storyline, but that it was like the fourth that's usually related to Charlotte was split in half. Mm-hmm. And we gave a little something, something to Stanny. Yeah, I love the scene of him and Carrie smoking in her apartment, and they're that just like they ripping the cigs. The best. So at Aiden's Furniture Store, we meet Marty Mendelssohn, whose build is warm, stylish, and classically gay. What did you think of Marty? No. Yeah, Marty was a hard mess for me. Marty was a hard no for me. And I have to tell you, when we were introduced to Marty, I was like, "Huh, I don't really remember him." He doesn't have like a memorable face. Like he's kind of forgettable. I didn't remember the dolls, and then I saw them and was like, "Fucking!" I was gonna say "Sweet Life of Zach and Cody." What was that (laughs) show with Raven Simone? Oh, that's That's a Raven. Raven. Where I was like (laughs) flashed to like a million things. Yeah, that happened to my friend with the dolls. That happened to someone I know. Was this a heterosexual cis woman? No, they're it's two gay men. Was mm, it had dogs. I don't want to mention. Is this the gay man who um had to go out back? If you know what I mean. 
Yes. He's got to move. Wherever he lives, the dating pool is a disaster. Would you like to share that story or would he be upset? I don't know. I, I don't right. think he listens to this podcast. All right. So let's just throw him under the bus then because okay. go on. It so was I, had a fr- I have a friend who is very like sexually free. You know, he doesn't kink shame. And he loves to tell me his stories. And one of them was he met a man. Allow me a sidebar. Yeah. I would like to make very clear we're not doing some like weird shit where Sam is talking about me. But Oh, no, not, this like... is not Chris. <laughs> yeah. No, I would never. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, and the man said like they would hook up in his house. And then he was like, but I want afterwards. You have to go in the backyard and sleep in the hole that I dug naked all night. Silence of the lamb style. It puts and the I on the said, style. did you do it? And he said, no. And I looked at him and I said, but you considered it. And he goes, I did. And I said, that's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah, he needs to take a long look in the mirror. <laughs> it, but... I love him to death. But that story really stuck with me. <laughs> And honestly, I am now I'm like trying to make the decision would I rather sleep in the hole or have sex with a man who had a bunch of dolls on his bed? And honestly, I think I take the hole because at the end of the day, I would just get out of it and leave. What if he like has a, a ring camera and he watches? But then that's fine. Like then I just would not see him again. What if but like if the I... fog light goes on when you move? Then it's like just scurry, scurry, run. Yeah. I don't um, know. I Both of it's weird to me. But when Stanny went in, and the fact that the dolls are placed so delicately on his bed, how is this man going to sleep every night? I think it's a guest room. But then why would you take him in there? I I went through oh, every scenario. Right. He's got to only have a one-bedroom apartment, because if that is his bedroom or a guest room, then just don't have sex in there. Wherever the dolls are, go to the bed that don't have dolls on it. If that's where he picked, then he's got one bed. And every single night and every single morning, he is placing those dolls. Yeah. He loves them. They were those so scary. porcelain dolls. I hate those dolls. Those little Disgusting. dollies with those eyes that just like creep that into the blink. back of their heads. Yeah. Yeah. I had a doll like that. Her name is Baby Kate. And I put her out at Halloween. Ugh. And my mom gets mad. I don't like those kinds of dolls. My sister had one and it, it did live in the closet. Just like... She to be fair, mine be wasn't any. mine wasn't a Madame Alexander doll. It's just like a baby doll that had like one of those like blinky eyes. No, are these the same dolls that um Charlotte is dealing with in the revival? Yes. yes. I wish Charlotte just bigger had seen versions. Them. Disgusting. I she did probably bought love, them from this man. <laughs> I did love when he said, "No, the Southern Bell goes on the table." That did make me laugh. He's He knows what he wants. And then so Stanny decides to push forward. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know what? Let's just fuck. Dolls be damned. Yeah, he's horny. And he knocks one of the dolls over. And the man is shook. You, you just hear it break. The shatter. And I did think I could see myself feeling this way if someone, like, broke something in my home. But again, if you have to have a weird doll obsession, just put them, like, have them in your living room. I just don't understand why they're on, like, shelves. I don't get why they're on his bed. 
That's I mean, what I, I don't understand. Like, because even as a kid, I wonder if he's trying to evoke like his childhood. But even if you were a kid, your parent would never have put those in your bed because they're expensive and you would have broken them. This guy's right. I don't this guy, Marty needs to go. I'm glad we never see this fucking loser again. The only thing I will say is it did remind me I did once go on a few dates with a guy who had a lot of um I mean, I guess they're not dolls. What are boys dolls? I mean, just boy dolls, Do action figures. Oh, action like, figures. And like but they were like in boxes, like little Star Wars boxes. Oh, like collectibles. Yes, but they were like collectibles in like a side room. Now, it was okay. still a deal breaker, ladies, once I saw him. I did only go on like two to three more dates with him. Two or three. And we didn't go back to his place. I was like, I can't even, I don't even like knowing they're in there, but he had very good conversation. Like he was a good oh. talker about movies. But then I was like, I don't know that we need to be collecting movies. No. It's not like I don't have collect sex. Well, if there were Sex in the City dolls, I'd consider buying them. Those are different. And just, but again, they'd be like just somewhere in like a basement. <laughs> Should we get into Sharshar? Charlie? Yes, Charlie. Well, she doesn't really have anything going on in this episode. She's just dating a guy who can't kiss. and Yeah, who licks her face and gives her a rash. My first note on this episode is this episode is disgusting and very <laughs> triggering. That damn very. bad kisser. Have you dated a bad kisser? I mean, I have in the sense... Or no, I guess I shouldn't say I've dated a bad kisser. I've dated a kisser who I'm sure would be fine for someone else, but just our, like we, we had no compatibility there. Okay. You get what I mean? Like, I yes. do feel like there's a certain level of like, okay, what you're doing is fine. I just but I'm not prefer feeling something it. else. Yeah. yeah. This guy was like not even near her mouth. I'm not, I mean, that it's common. Me. Like, it wouldn't happen. Chris, that happened to me. This happened to me. Yes, but I would imagine that that man didn't think he was kissing you. I think he would yes, probably he did. He thought, like licking your neck and um your chin. I Chris? mean, maybe, and shout out to all the shorties, is your chin an erogenous zone? Mine no. personally isn't. Oh my God. But maybe for some people. No, he, you know this you... man and I had great chemistry. And so I thought when he, when he, we finally kissed, I was like, this is going to be amazing. He literally licked my mouth. It was disgust my whole face. I, it was so gross. But I do want to say, I think there are probably some people who would like that. And I would say that maybe people's chins are in a Rajada zone for some, not me personally. Okay. But maybe some people like that. I mean, it takes all kinds at the end of the day. It sure does. But this is just, it's just a, it's just a little storyline. They just threw Charlotte a bone in this episode. Well, the really is the necessary. first thing you see. I was like, wow, this episode really starts off just. They tee it up pretty poorly. <laughs> I mean, that was the first thing I was like, oh my God, are you fucking kidding me? This is also in this episode. So the, yeah. I was already expecting Aiden. I was already expecting racism. Then it starts. And I get to see that. I did think the guy was cute, though, Brad. Ew. You didn't think he was cute? I thought he was kind of generically hot. And I no. think we're getting to the place where um the men are at least, at, like, working actor to, like, hot status. Yeah. Whereas, like, the men we've been seeing in the first two seasons Ooh. were a shock. I just went back and watched about one and a, the whole first season and half of the second and woof some of the men. Except your, your man, Capote. Capote Duncan, I, my big little lies king, and of course, um, Kevin. Oh, 
mental health is important, particularly in these days. So follow Kevin, get on your pills, even if it makes your dick like Laffy Taffy. Oh. <laughs> An iconic Sex of the City line that we must respect. <sighs> Did we get into Miranda? Yes. I'm going to let you start this one because I can't even. Okay. So Steve and Miranda moved in together and she's a workaholic. <laughs> Obviously, she's a lawyer. And Steve... she's not even a workaholic at the beginning. She's coming home from like errands in a like fun little green skirt. I thought I, I wrote that down. I love this look. I was like, what a fun outfit for Miranda running I know. around the city. Thank you. I wrote it down and I was like, I love that look. Um, and Steve bounces in and he accosts her at the door. Which she is can't basketball. even get to the fucking chair. No, she she can barely make her way through the doorway, and he's already in her face like a like a little boy, like a dog. We'll get and to that. his little boy antics in this episode. It's bad, Chris. It's really bad, guys. He's talking. He's talking so much bull. First of all, if any man came into my home and bounced a goddamn basketball on my hardwood floors. And I don't know if that's harmful to hardwood floors. It probably isn't. But it, I don't want to hear it. The sound was upsetting me. And he's, I'm going to win a million dollars. I got into the Sam Goodies. When I heard Sam Goodies, <laughs> once again, I sweet life in Zach and Cody slash That's, that's a Raymond. Raymond. Back to my past. It, I, well, first of all, I'm thinking of the downstairs neighbors. It's so rude. Yeah, Second that of all, wonderful like, black woman with her sweet baby, although she probably doesn't have the baby yet. Yeah, but I'm just like, Steve, Kendall? what the fuck? It's like that shrill, like, bouncing on the hardwood and bouncing on the walls. I think she they must have done the that walls. in the mix because that sound, they must have, like, they must have played with that in the sound mixing because it was even more shrill and annoying. It was so sharp. It was so sharp. And she's like, can you not bounce it? And, like, Miranda's supposed to come off very rigid, but I'm like, I Get that. Like, that's annoying. Don't do that. Yeah, absolutely. And then, I mean, he's bouncing. I think you mentioned this. He's bouncing the ball on the wall. She's like, hey, that's Ralph Lauren paint. Can you chill? Yeah, he's he's on a high right now. He's going he's, he's like, going to win a million dollars. I'm a millionaire. <laughs> and Sir, you're not like, a chameleon. You're not even a chameleonaire. Get the fuck out of here. He's not even a, a hundred dollar heir. I don't think Steve is hard-pressed, probably. He's like where I was in college, where I had so little money, the bank wouldn't let me take it out. Like, the minimum was $10, and they were like, sir, you've got eight ninety nine. therefore you will not be able to access this. Yeah, Steve is the struggling, struggling. He, yeah, he's out of control. I haven't had a crush since Sean Cassidy. No way. Sadly, yes. At this age, I'd have to say I'm crush-proof. What about Steve? Oh, God, right. I forgot about my boyfriend. Is that normal? You're asking me? Steve thinks he's going to win a million dollars. You told me. I guess I have to keep repeating it until I believe it. It's totally illogical. And then he wants me to be all supportive. Well? Well, what? It's a half-court shot. They're actual Knicks who can't make it. I would have no trouble supporting him if it was a real dream, like opening his own bar or something, but this is just silly. Isn't that what you couples do? Support each other's silly dreams? You're asking me? 
Well, I love this scene because Carrie and Miranda meet and I just want to take kind of a step out of the show for a minute because they're e- this is the Magnolia Bakery scene that launched a true franchise, I believe revitalized cupcakes that we just started getting rid of as like something people should be ordering. And Magnolia Bakery would go on to sell for like millions of dollars. They've got locations every which way now. That cupcake they're eating is now actually titled The Carry. Wow. And it's also mentioned in one of my favorite episodes of Broad City, Magnolia Bakery, as the last place tourists go before they leave New York City. I mean, after this episode came out, there was like a huge liner on the block. People were like obsessed with the cupcakes. I'm so glad that craze is over. I fucking hated it. Everyone was like, do you want to go get a cupcake? I was like, no. And no disrespect to Magnolia Bakery. I don't like sweets, um, but I think that their aesthetic is quite nice. Those cupcakes would not have like driven the way. I just always assumed when we revisited that scene, the cupcakes would look moist and delicious and be the center of the scene. No. They look... they look just like normal, like grocery store cupcakes. Yeah. Again, mm-hmm. no shade to Magnolia Bakery, who I love and respect and would welcome their sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not a cake person. I'm not a cupcake person. I'm no. no, 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 no. But I will say, I think that the scene is really great. And I love yeah. how the easy chemistry between Miranda and Carrie And I love the conversation about Steve and Miranda's differences and how she's even barely realized he's someone she has a crush on. It was a great scene. Kind of made me sad. Did it make me sad? Because I was like, you don't even like have a little, like you never had a crush on Steve. Like you don't have a crush. And then it's also this like. Probably not remembering, right? Like once you, you can, and I've certainly felt this way. You meet someone, you really like them, but then once you get to know them and love them, it is hard to remember, like, the that crush. crush feeling. Because yeah. now they're just, like, a real human to you. Like, mm-hmm. crushes are the most intense crushes and feelings you're going to feel are, what are like, the ones that don't come to fruition. There's a great line from, and guys, don't come for me. Vicky Cristina Barcelona by Woody Allen. Um, where he... <laughs> Where it's said, like, um, only unfulfilled love can be romantic. Wow, that's really deep. And that, really and beautiful. I do think there is a portion of that, that is true. Like, one, like, crushes are at their best when you know nothing about the person. And it's just yes. this instinctual, fun feeling. Yeah. I, but I do think, like, I get the that Steve is annoying about this. I understand. But, like, on some level, like, I do think Miranda's being a little... Are you out of your fucking mind? No, like, I get it's annoying. I don't want him bouncing the ball in the house, and I don't want him yelling about Sam goodies. But it's like, she's being a little... She's like, does he really think? It's like... I went down to Best Boy and got a new CD. (laughs) I don't know. I Listen, I get it. I get that it's annoying, but I do think Miranda is a little harsh. I do appreciate, though, and I think that that's what makes the scene important, is she says... I would support him if his dream was realistic. Like opening up a bar. Yeah, which he ultimately mm-hmm. does and names it after that fucking dog. Yeah, well, we'll get to the dog stuff later. This is just like, Steve is absolutely on one. I do love just, who was your first celebrity crush, though? Because Miranda um, mentioned this wild celebrity. I can't remember off the top of my head. 
It's like Chuck Berry or someone. <laughs> she did not say Chuck Berry. <laughs> My first celebrity crush was Christopher Plummer. That's a good one. Captain I don't Bond really Trapp remember. Really mine. did it for me. I feel like it was Aladdin. Oh, he was so hot in that little <laughs> vest. That little vest, shaded nipples, and no belly button. What a man. What a, what a man. But then we got, okay, so now this is where, I mean, yes, I hated the first scene with Steve, absolutely. This is where I lost my goddamn mind. Oh, with the basketball court? He comes again, bouncing that goddamn ball while she's trying to work. He's wearing a insane outfit. Like, he truly Same. looks bonkers. He looks insane. <laughs> and she's trying to work. She makes it very clear, like, this work was sent to me last minute, which I think we can, like, see that if basically she had been able to be there, she would have. But this is a last minute work obligation. By the work, the work that pays for you to live in this nice apartment, you goddamn scrub flop loser. <laughs> Okay, books away, let's go. What? Time to go shoot hoops. Oh, right, I can't. I got behind on this phone. Ah, no, you don't. Let's go. Come on, you promised. They messengered this overlay. It has to be ready first thing Monday. I don't have time to go watch you shoot hoops. I asked you to do one thing, one time for me, and you can't do What the fuck is that? What the fuck is with the attitude? You know how many law things I've been to? How many times I do what you want? Why are you getting so upset? It's just a stupid half-court shot. Not to me, it's not! Why do you always have to be so pessimistic you can't make that shot? Steve, come on! It's not just the shot, it's everything. We can't move in together, this isn't gonna work. If this is ever gonna work, I need you to believe in us a little more. I need you to believe in me, even if you think it is fucking stupid. The way he behaved. <sighs> he's th When he threw the ball, I was like, this is actually, like, scary in a way. Like, I would be very upset if a man behaved this way in my presence. He lost it again Steve on lost. her fucking ralph lauren walls i know and he was just like what did, oh i need you to believe in us i need you to believe in us miranda he's like yeah it, <laughs> it's nuts and you need to like, take a chance you didn't even like, let me just... you don't want to move in it's like yeah well sir first and foremost and i know we talked about this in our last episode i still find it fairly strange when the level of wealth and like opportunity is so different that this man was like why don't we move in together into your nice apartment and then bounce the fucking ball and then, he should be behaving like the nicest house guest yeah and then and he's not she gonna say in a few episodes like she really enjoys cleaning his underwear with like skid marks in it yeah i'm sorry guys it's giving like... azkaban <laughs> it's giving under azkaban honestly under the jail he doesn't wipe like that's yeah, disgusting I, this Men... is the man that you all are out here caping for i've seen a lot of protect steve from stranger things memes you all need to like get your brains checked apologies Listen. for the shorties i'm sorry i'm just not I, when you brought up the skid marks i really <laughs> truly that really rocked my world i was like oh yeah i forgot about that I've never forgotten about it. Much like Aiden and Betty eating the chicken, the skid marks is one of those like defining oh my moments God. in my life. Guys, Chris and the KFC chicken belly. If you think I'm coming in hot this episode, <laughs> wait you... till we get to season five, episode whatever, The Good Fight. Is it that one? No, season it's four. all the glitters. 
and it's where she wants important. to go out with the hot guy from um yes. what was that show called what the white lotus oh yes 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 i can okay. that title never totally. lands on me i forget that that show came out but when i remember i'm like oh that's good um a strange choice of hbo i'm sorry it just that whole murder plot line that I'm felt so like sorry. an hbo note to be like hey we need something to get people to stay yeah the show should have just been about people like rich white people being awful at a hotel i didn't need someone to be murdered yeah it's not mayor of east town yeah oh god in heaven i just rewatched. and did i tell you that the emmy nominations came out and i was sick over mayor of east town getting no nominations then i realized that show came out two years ago <laughs> I was gonna say, I was like that. I was like, how fucking dare they not nominate Mayor, my man, (laughs) Colin? No. (sighs) But let's get back on track. Yeah, let's. I had to take a moment. Now I'm flashing to like other Emmy nominations that upset me, but very glad Bridgerton got nominated for nothing. Okay. What did you think about Miranda showing up to watch him? I thought if a man ever spoke to me the way he spoke to her. I would have changed the locks, (laughs) thrown his shit out on the street, Angela Bassett style. I just don't like when men act like children. And like when Steve was like, (laughs) when he threw his little body. (laughs) With his little cutoff tee. I was like, cutoff tee and those tiny little legs. Now, again, I want to be very clear. David Eigenberg is a king, and I think he's quite attractive. He's got one of the greater butts on a white man next to, you know, our King Peter. Yeah. But I don't know. First and foremost, he can't make that shot. No. Those, so that she little left body? her home where she was working, trying to pay bills and feed this man, who will then bring a dog into their household. Yeah. To go watch him fail. I'm sorry. I don't have any desire to watch you fail on a Saturday afternoon. Go fuck yourself. She she didn't go to that game, right? The Knicks game? Yeah. Oh, she absolutely did. If she left her, she probably had to leave work early. Oh, my God. The only sad thing is she didn't meet Dr. Robert earlier. God, can't wait to get to him. Fucking clown Steve Brady. (laughs) I can't wait till we get to Aiden. We still have to talk about Samantha. We haven't even talked about Samantha. How long have we been on this? 43 minutes. Okay, okay. We but gotta... five of that was me fucking up the intro. Okay. So it's really been about 35. Yeah, guys, Sam is, after 12 weeks, she was a bit rusty. I was a bit. She was like, welcome to Coming Short, a and the City Sex Podcast. <laughs> okay. Tragedy. All right, let's get into Sammy, Sammy Jones and um, about the eight pages of notes I have. I, I'm i just going to let you really run with this. <sighs> guys, guys, guys. Can I just say, when Carrie goes, gotta love a man that loves the jewelry, <laughs> I screamed. I've got, so, I've got countless lines written here <laughs> from line readings the, now i want to right off the top say michael patrick king wrote this episode um remember when i said steve should be under the jail yes michael patrick and i love you but you're joining them okay because I this episode that. this script is literally straight up 
racist. Show it. I mean, this is a Republican fever dream. This like, it's uh, it's uh, every every line reading every was a shock. Line in this storyline, I was like, uh, did I take a lot of like crack and coke and then like foreign dayquils? What did I just hear? I felt like I was Shoshana and girls after doing crack. I running around, no pants on, chasing my King Ray. I this, this episode should have been dedicated to girls, honestly, because I'd rather talk about girls than this storyline. But it we will. Was crazy. So they're at Fusion, and we meet our first prominent black characters after two episodes and two seasons and five episodes. Mm-hmm. Adina Williams and her brother Siobhan. Now, what did you think of Siobhan? As I always ask you about the guys we meet on Sexy. the show. Sexy. As fuck. His jewelry work was a bit much for me. You gotta love a man that loves the jewelry. <laughs> oh. So, first and foremost, let's break this down. Yes. Because okay. Adina is described by Carrie in voiceover as Martha Stewart meets Puff Daddy on a plate. <laughs> now, what in Carrie's white mind... Mm-hmm would make her first of all I, and i love martha but I, I mean she's certainly a person in the kind of domestic space but she's not like a chef who works at a restaurant right and puff daddy has nothing to do with food so was this just oh martha stewart's like a classy white person for some reason like why martha stewart's even being brought into this leave martha through alone she's been through enough i think she might have been in prison at this point Making now she's calls. waiting for her friends to die so she can fuck their husbands oh iconic yeah puff daddy had probably i think had just been arrested with j-lo in the back of the car after the club yeah nobody needs did she couldn't think of the writers of this episode michael patrick king couldn't think of mm-hmm. one white chef and one black chef because of her fusiony like yeah so the line is just insane and like the decor did not scream either martha stewart or puff daddy no they spent about five cents on fusion it was like crazy and i guess i will also say that i mean i'm assuming fusion is a restaurant they made up for this storyline yes so it also feels kind of outside of the world because it's we're usually going to places that um actually exist exist. Mm -hmm. so didn't care for that Mm-hmm. Then we meet Siobhan, who Samantha instantly flirts with. And there is a conversation following that that is best forgotten. Could he be any cuter? You gotta love a fella who loves the jewelry. Oh, that is one fine looking man. I'd like to get me some of that. Don't talk like that. <laughs> like what? You know. Oh, relax with a knee jerk liberal reaction. That wasn't black talk, that was sex talk. Okay, first of all, it isn't black talk. It's African-American talk. And you shouldn't be talking like that at all, Samantha. It's rude and politically incorrect. Sweetie, a reminder, Samantha is rude and politically incorrect. She's an equal opportunity offender. Precisely. I don't see color. I see conquest. Let's talk about affirmative action. The difference between uses of the phrase black versus Mm African-American. Shout out to all the white shorties. It is fine to say black. Shout out to the white shorties. (laughs) Chris, this episode is nuts. Like, okay, continue. We then shift to a conversation about how that Samantha doesn't see color. No. 
Just no. White shorties, no. No. We see it. Then Carrie decides to bring up affirmative action. FYI, affirmative action is not something that we should be making puns about in like sex jokes in a stupid TV show. And um, white shorties, I just want you all to know that affirmative action has mostly benefited white women. So if you have any concept that actually it's anything negative and harming white people, it's not. Then equal opportunity is brought up, and I'm not even touching that one. Yeah, I think that accepts. That was 30 seconds of like emotional whiplash. That was 30 seconds after we had just met like the second black character that's ever been on the show. It it was. It would truly wild. be like if we had met Miranda, if we had met Steve Brady, who mm-hmm. is canonically, I believe, Irish Catholic, and had been like potato famine. Um, we're, we're, trying to get free from, we're trying to get free from England. Mm-hmm. Um, how green is my valley? It's like, wait, no. Yeah, no. It was wild. And yeah. I was just like, the whole and I, time. And I also want to talk about their professions. Now, I think Adina being a chef is like totally fine. There is something to be said for like the culinary, the culinary or culinary legacy of like black people in this country. Not that this episode really dwells into that at all. Mm-hmm. However, it is incredibly offensive that Siobhan is a like rap mogul, as if that is the only way that these white writers could find <laughs> to like imagine black wealth. Can I also there's a there's a quote that Sammy Jones says. No, hold on. Okay. Because I think we're gonna get to it. Okay. And we'll see if it's the same one because Okay, I'm excited. You know to what see actually just same. go on, go on, go on, say it and see if it's the same one I'm thinking of. Because I've got it written <laughs> down here. Go on. When she says to him, I thought rap only had a harder edge. I've got LOLs. I'm surprised it's so soft. I thought all rap had a harder edge. <laughs> I screamed. I what? was like, what? Samantha what? Jones. What? What's happening? Like, I'm like, I'm getting like, I'm gonna need to like change my clothes. I'm getting like, I'm like in a hot sweat. <laughs> it was nuts. I it also nuts. thought so there she says that while they're in bed yes. and while they do kiss throughout the episode I thought it was very strange the framing of this if you go back and watch it her arm completely obstructs the ability to see them kissing and oh, I just really? never when they're in bed together and I thought yeah. did they do that because it's like this black I mean I was like is this this black man and white woman in bed together and they can't be seen kissing in this intimate space because it's truly like I've never seen them like her whole arm obstructs both of their faces and then there's like weird ADR kissing it's not actually them I gotta go back and rewatch it, was it like, now I was like this <laughs> what are we watching <laughs> I thought all rap had a harder edge. And, and we have a like, new producer. Shout out to our old producer, Brian. And we have a new, you know, well, I won't call him a king quite yet. You know, he's got to work his way up the um, regal <laughs> ladder. Yes. Cam. And I'm asking Cam, and I did not put this in the outline. We will not be clipping out any lines from the black people in this episode. I can't do it. Works for me. So then they go to Fusion and Adina sits down. Well, no, because I just rewatched this episode and found something else that drove me crazy. Adina comes over and she's talking to Siobhan and she says to him, don't you want to go pay your respects to Aunt Alice? And here's the thing. 
that is not a phrase black people use. <laughs> I am, live in the South, Maryland, like is the n- more Northern South, but my family's all Southern. That is like a phrase you would use for maybe someone you don't know or at like a funeral. It is not a common phrase you'd be like, oh yeah, you just had a meal at this restaurant, go pay your respects. I'm like, what black person, did they Google like black phrases? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They said yes, a hundred percent. And so Siobhan and Samantha are on like a date. They're really l- like into each other. It's very sexy. We and should then... add like Samantha lets him sleep over, which is a like huge thing she would never do for any yes. other guy. Yes, yes. And yeah, so Siobhan goes and pays respects to Aunt Alice, and Samantha's about to get up. She's about to get up and go, and she- and Adina says, "Sit down." Oh no, she says, "Oh, sit down." They're right out the door. Then she gets in her ass. Yeah. Gets in there. And Samantha's like, oh, honey, you don't even know me. <laughs> She's like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Like, you're white. Get out of here. Yeah. And let's be clear. Adina's giving big 2022 energy in terms of dealing with white women. Yes. She was ahead of her time. <laughs> An icon, a pioneer, a trailblazer. Yeah. A revolutionary. And then Samantha takes her ass to brunch with three white women and boy, oh fucking boy. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. Maybe you should stop saying him, Samantha. Race is a very big issue. No, there is no reason to bring race into this. Siobhan is a sweet man. We have great sex and he happens to have the biggest black cock. We know he has a big black cock. I was about to say biggest heart. But now that you're so interested, yes. He does have a big black cock. It's big African-American cock. Right, Charlotte? Don't make fun of me. My chin hurts. Yeah, exactly what happened there? He raped my face. I'm never seeing him again. We have a classic Charlie moment. (laughs) Woke Charlotte. Woke Charlotte has lost her mind. Yes. Now, what I will say is Kristen Davis is a comedy queen. Because she handles that with the most aplomb. And I always forget, because of course I do remember, yes, the big black cock, big black cock moment. What I forget is, is that they do play it, that people around them hear her. There is a black woman right over Charlotte's shoulder that absolutely would have gotten in her ass. <laughs> it's big African-American cock. <sighs> and by the way, I thought that was the worst line in this episode. It is not. One more shocking is coming. But they ultimately have a huge blowout, Samantha and Adina, at a club. Oh, my God. We have to talk about this club because earlier, Samantha meets, goes to the club and meets Siobhan's friends. And as they're walking into the club, you hear an errant black voice for literally no reason in the background saying, back of the line, motherfucker, that ain't right. Why? 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 Then it's like Samantha had never had to spread before. So do we really need to perpetuate in this episode the idea that the quote unquote black clubs are full of violence? It was crazy. (laughs) I I mean, I don't know. I don't have words. Like TV show would be run off the goddamn air. When I heard back of the line, motherfucker. I back said, of the motherfucker, back of the line, motherfucker. That ain't right. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, it was nuts. We should also add that Charlotte says that that um, 
that lunch that he that the Brad raped her face, and that's not something we should. Also that was be a tough line. That was a like, tough line. So, but not the worst of the episode. I feel, which is saying a lot. No. So back to where we were. Sorry, Samantha and Adina. They end up in a huge fight, and it's incredibly awkward. I will say well, that again, this show has no concept of what black women are actually like. Because if a white woman was talking to a black woman in a club, surrounded by a bunch of other black women, and she said, "Get your big black ass out of my face," literally, she would not be taken out of there. She would be murdered. Olivia Pope would be called. <laughs> the body would be disposed of, and we yes. would never. And that would be. And that's where actually Samantha. That's why Samantha isn't in and just like that. Yeah. Well, it's she was also saying shit crazy. like that in 2020 and got her ass shipped to London. Well, they also make Adina like it's Adina's problem. Like it's it's weird the way that they're like displaying this way that she feels well there's no nuance to the idea of why a why a black family why a black person's family member would want them to date another black person Mm -hmm. and even in the episode carrie says oh it's not a book it's not a black thing it's a samantha thing it's like no it is a black thing but there's no concept (laughs) or caring for why adina would have this point of view correct it's almost as if the episode, and I just, again, sweet life of Zach and Cody to through my life, <laughs> I think that they want us to think Adina's racist. Yes, they do. God in heaven. They want us to think that reverse racism is a thing. Now, let's also, when Siobhan runs over and oh. just keep breaking up the fight, he keeps going, keep it real, keep it real. Keep it real. Keep it real. <laughs> be cool, be cool, keep it real, keep it real. I was like, what is happening? And we haven't even touched on Samantha's change of fashions since oh, she's been yes, with her, Siobhan. Her Jennifer Lopez looking dresses, as Adina says. Well, and look, let's be clear. Jennifer Lopez really dipped into some um, strange waters when she was dating Pity. So. <laughs> yeah. But um, Samantha, I mean, Samantha's body looks sick, but like, it's just very apparent. But it was clear that the costumers that were like, let's have some fun. We can do some black fashion. Exactly. And, and by the way, it's not like they, I'm sure that God knows I'm they did not find a black designer. Black, no, they did not. And yeah, so Siobhan says, keep it real, keep it keep real. Keep it real, keep it real, keep it real, well, keep it real. I also have to say, uh, some, if anyone touched me the way Samantha touched her, and I'm not even a fighter, I would have a huge problem with that. Oh, it would be, like, it would be on site. <laughs> it would be She's on site. She's truly lucky she lived. Well, and then she had a really weird moment, and then they call Siobhan a big black pussy. Sarah Jessica Parker says in says in voiceover the phrase "big black pussy." Mm-hmm. Guys, I had to turn the episode off, <laughs> collect myself, and I only have like two minutes left. And I was like, "Nope, I need." I had like tears in my eyes. I was like, "What's happening? How did we allow this?" And to everyone who has problems with and just like that, first and foremost, I want to say, uh, "Talk about cringy episodes." Thank you. <laughs> For people who are like, oh my God, the show used to be so funny and normal. I uh, did it. Did it? It was, they said, Sarah SJP uttered the words big black pussy. I was shocked. Like it was, like it was nothing. Rolled off the tongue. Woo. And that's why Samantha ended the relationship because she couldn't, she could handle his sister. 
but Sarah not his big black pussy. But not his big black pussy. Father God in heaven. Mm-hmm. Before we close out, I do want to just point everyone, um, and I'll put this in our little, I don't know what you call a description of the episode, but there's a great article with the actress who played Adina, Sandra Oakley, and she talked about her excitement about being on the show that mm-hmm. overrided her initial, like, this is not right. Um, she was incredibly yeah. happy to be on this show that she loved. She said the set experience was wonderful. She really enjoyed working with Kim Cattrall. Um, but that in retrospect, she's, and even then she was like, this isn't good. She, but she also said, you know, I wanted to be in the costume. So I was very upset when I was like, not upset, but like I was in these chef clothes, but then ultimately I did get to wear that dress at, in the fight club and in the fight in the club and that she really enjoyed that. However, I would like to share that this character was originally written to wear, to have dreadlocks. Why? Why was that truly written in the script? What is wrong with these people? Michael Patrick King, Azkaban. Everyone. 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 Some I mean, getting the fact longer Sarah stints, Jessica Parker said some... big black pussy. Exactly. She's getting a stint in Azkaban. She might, we might let her out, but there needs to be. Mm-hmm. She's I not mean, a lifer. There needs to be a no, if and, no ifs, ands, and buts Senate hearing, a congressional committee. Yes. In the same way, once we wrap up January 6th, mm. We need accountability because without accountability, we cannot move on. I, I stand with you. <laughs> and, the, and for this to, by the way, this was both Sundra Oakley and the actor who played Siobhan's. This was their television debut. Did they go on to be actors? Sundra's still working. Um, I did not look into Siobhan's work. I'm sure he did a few law and orders. But this is, I think, probably the thing he's still known the most for. Mm-hmm. Gotta love a man that loves the jewelry. (laughs) We did it. Hold on. I gotta just say it again. I'm surprised it's so soft. I thought all rap had a harder edge. (laughs) And y'all think Kim Cattrall wanted to come back? Remember when she was like, no to being treated this way? No to this. She needed to say no to this. Yeah. Uh, we are to say Lawrence and my labia Kim Cattrall the way that she put this woman through it yeah they they gave her some great material and then when they when her when Samantha stuff is bad it's like woof it's it's bad but I guess that's true of all of them with the exception of Carrie who I guess they take care of as the main character yeah although she's um going through it in this episode let's get into it she's lost her fucking mind (laughs) Now, if your friend, if I was to bop into your apartment and say, hey, I was reading the Detroit Reporter or whatever the fuck it's called, mm-hmm. and there's a cute single guy, would you be like, let's go? Not, no, I don't think it's so. It's crazy. Like, I, it's I'd crazy. Forgotten, I'd forgotten that that is how we are introduced to Aiden. That she simply sees a picture of him and is like, I need to go and like harass or not even just did she. I don't she, even like, think she saw a, a picture. She just heard that he was a straight man no, and was he, like, all right. Oh, yeah, I guess in my mind, I think he's showing her him because he does kind of point the newspaper down when he says it. So I would imagine right. there's at least a grainy black and white photo of Aiden Shaw. No, I'm going to say right up the top okay. about one Mr. John Corbett. Okay. There is nothing attractive or appealing about this man or this performance. About this man in general? John Corbett, yes. And I have not seen my Big Fat Greek Wedding in years. 
But this performance and a little show he did on HBO after, which I watched every episode of, I cannot recall the name of it. I want to say it was called like John in Cincinnati. It was John in Cincinnati. That was the name of the show. I think so. And <laughs> oddly, it was it was not a hit. It was a mess. Shocking. You don't I, think he's attractive? No. I, I as a I'm as sorry. a person or as Aiden? Yes, as a person. And I am sorry to report that. Wow. Okay. And I okay. don't find this performance that appealing. I don't know what that hokey voice is he's putting on. This is a lot to take in. I'm not an Aiden girl, but I can appreciate like his looks. Like when they when he comes back in season four and that he does, he's like clean cut and sexy. Oop! I don't like the turquoise and the jewelry and stuff like that in this this version of him. I like the other version. It does seem I made that show up called Jonathan's. Yeah, you think? <laughs> BRB, really quick. Yeah, are you looking it up? I swear he had a show called John in Cincinnati. It's not John in Cincinnati. That is insane. Hold on now. John and John from Cincinnati. No, it that did was not the name star. of it? It did not star Aiden. It did not star Aiden. The man I am thinking of is actually the guy who would eventually um he's on Mindy Project. He plays the kind of southern gentleman towards the end of the show. Yes. Yeah, okay. That's oh, and insane. Willie Carson was on this. Oh my god. I, yeah, I love yeah, yeah, John from Cincinnati. Okay, but not John Corbett. No, 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 no. I'm, okay, uh, great. Unclear what John Corbett's show is that I watch, but I did watch a show with them. I am gonna find it. Okay. Um, but please tell me more about your love of Aiden and what did you think of his introduction and their kind of meet cute through Pete? I think it's sexy. I don't, I hate his dog so much. And I don't, he literally throws Pete across the room. I don't love that. Um, Carrie's lost her mind. She's starting off with lies, starting off with lies. And Aiden's like, let's, you know, he's confident. He's tall. He's got a full head of hair. He's an disgusting, greasy, nasty hair. I think it's sexy. He's got 97 rings on. I caught I'm not about two into the rings. I hate the leather necklaces. But I think if he... He was like one mm-hmm. step from wearing like a Drew Barrymore daisy choker. I, I thought I thought he was sexy. I would have and fallen by the way, the show into was called, his clutches. His show was called L- Lucky and it aired on FX about gambling. Oh my God. I, I just think he's... I get it. I get the attraction initially. He was warm, masculine, and classic American. Classic American, I'll say. January 6th much? Where Aiden Aiden's shot would never. I don't know. He's I, giving maybe, Trump maybe supporter. He, he's giving QAnon. <laughs> he's giving... I just read about it on the internet. Something about Hillary Clinton and pizza? Yeah. I, I don't... Listen, I don't think so. I don't think people that wear turquoise are like Trump's. I just, I'm not a big, I, I just cannot stay. There's, I, I, I personally am not attracted to I John also Corbett. I bet he Very smells glad. good. I bet he smells like just <laughs> stripped leather and sweat. Yeah, I think I'm, that's I sexy. don't think he's wearing the right deodorant for his body. I don't care. I think that's sexy. He's just 
the so more you hate him, me. the more I'm actually like, well, maybe I like him. And I and I will say I do kind of remember, like in my olden days, like back when the show first aired, uh-huh. being at least somewhat charmed by the performance of Aiden. I was never like an Aiden guy, and maybe he gets more comfortable in like um. On well, maybe the show it's also they... this episode that's tough. Like it's just a I tough just felt episode. like he just was so like stupidly folksy and like faux charming yeah like to me he had none of the appeal of a um bill kelly where you could kind of see oh this is going to be something that continues or there's not that charisma no there's nothing he doesn't have the bill kelly even um um john 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 bon jovi oh my god okay I'm like, this guy is kind of, he's a wet fucking noodle on the screen. He's selling her this chair that costs $3,500. It came from an old railroad train. I don't give a shit where it came from. <laughs> also, Carrie can't afford, even with the discount she of $2,500, I was like, can she afford this? No, absolutely that, not. That absolutely bounced. But she, they go out for coffee or drinks or something. No, they after. go out for a date and then we don't really see the date because they have no right. chemistry. So they decided let's cut. <laughs> we cannot keep them on the screen for very long. So we see them at the end of the date and, and she starts smoking and he's like, I'm not into that. And he can't even kiss her. Now, what I, I will I say, it. and you mentioned this briefly, I think it is really great that basically the foundation of their relationship is lies because lies. of what we know coming. Yes. That we're getting the cheatation is coming to quote Wendy Williams. I cannot wait. Those episodes are the best. <gasps> we're we're barely These, towards them. This episode is a necessary evil to get to that. Mm-hmm. And um, but she shares with the women that um she's not going to quit smoking just because of a crush. Mm-hmm. And I love how they do not hold her down. <laughs> they're like, no, yeah, they're like, disgusting. we hate it. It's disgusting. <laughs> We wish but you would I stop. appreciate that she says smoking is who I am. And it is who That's she is. That's a weird thing to be. I know, but it is who Carrie is. Like, Carrie is, is a smoker. She is a self-destructive. Like, it is completely in line with her kind of chaotic, self-destructive nature that she would be a smoker. By the way, I should be very clear. I am not saying that all smokers are self-destructive and, like, chaotic. I am simply mm. saying that as a um, metaphor... For kind of her internal chaos, the mm-hmm. idea that she's smoking is a good thing. I think it, and that's why we were also happy when she smoked again in the revival. I Aiden was thrilled. Is inherently something that is wrong with this show and this country. He, he, <laughs> the thing about Aiden is that he's not good for Carrie. They're not. He's not good, good for anyone. Okay. He, he cheats on his wife in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> what is Tate gonna say? tater tot that was so that is still one of the cutest things ever so sick i love it just hanging out with little tater and his wife i'm sure that and they give her they do his wife so fucking dirty dirty. i feel like her name is sharon it's sad they make her like oh yeah katie and again no disrespect a dear friend of mine's name is katie if she's listening to this but i'm just like we've got our carries we've got our mirandas we've got our samanthas we've got our charlottes and then it was like jones inside Joan um but the thing is is like he always is trying to change who Carrie is and she's always trying to f- change who she is for him and it's just it's there I feel like we mess. let big ha- we do call big out on that like when she changes for big and straightens her hair and in the first season it's um 
you know, when she's saying he's perfect, 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 and I'm yeah. the sex columnist. We call, we see that as a deficiency in Big, right? In their yeah. relationship. I feel like we're just like, oh, it's a good, Aiden's such a great guy. He wants to change her apartment and like stop her from smoking. I'm like, this guy does not fundamentally understand who Carrie Bradshaw is. And he yeah. wants her to be his idea of Carrie. And he's but also it... one of those guys who is inherently boring and is interested in like, ooh, she's so wacky. And out yeah, there, but is he bringing likes that. zero energy. He thinks that the changes that he's making in her are good ones. Like I'm improving your apartment. But I'm she's making you to... healthy. Yeah, she doesn't want her fucking floor stripped, and she wants to smoke. Oh my god, I hate that. I hate the voice he does. He's like, we can take it down a little bit, take it down a notch. And remember how <sighs> he hums in bed when they're making <gasps> when they're kissing, and she's like, "Will you stop doing that?" And he's like, you "Used to love that noise I made." <laughs> It's like, sir, no one fucking no, loves that. And no by the way, she's the deciding to quit smoking for someone she hasn't. He hasn't even dicked her down yet. Carrie, chill. She can't. She has no chill. And you know Aid is a flop in bed. Oh. Yeah. And I think he's attractive, but I think he's a flop. But <laughs> I'm still, I hated this. I hated this fucking episode. I know. But I love when you hate things. Well, I am not about to back down to her. That is just not who I am. Yeah, Samantha's right. She shouldn't have to sacrifice who she is just because somebody else has a problem with it. Thank you. It's like me with smoking, you know? It's too bad that Aiden had a problem with it. But you have to accept people for who they are. Wait, you're choosing cigarettes over a cute guy? He's not that cute. You bought furniture, he was so cute. Okay, but for him to dump me like that over a little thing like smoking. Smoking is not a little thing. It's a dirty, disgusting habit, and you're killing yourself. Thank you, Chin. Really, Carrie, we all hate it. We just put up with it because we love you. Now you have a reason to quit, so quit. You know, I really don't appreciate being ganged up on. Who's ganging up on you? Smoking is a part of who I am. I will quit. When I want to quit, and it won't be because some cute guy told me to. Right, Samantha? No, honey. Fighting a battle for Siobhan is one thing, but holding on to those nasty cigarettes, well, that's just whack. Please tell me she didn't just say whack. So I know what I did love is when they went on their date and they positioned, now I've never been a smoker. I've smoked like two oh, cigarettes I... in my entire life. I have no clue what it is like to not, I didn't realize that smoking, you can be so addicted to smoking that you need to do it. Yes. Like, I thought it was like, yes, I understood that people smoked regularly. Like, oh, I smoke one. I didn't realize it was something that's ultimately you're like, if you're like, not you doing it. it. I mean, she is like shaking. She's trying to She's... smoke secondhand <laughs> smoke on the street. <laughs> she acts like a lunatic. The waitress like asks Gollum. if they want dessert. And he says, yeah, we'll take a look. And she's like, I got to go. I got a deadline. I gotta go. You can I gotta go. stay Leave here. Her I'm like, there is no more Carrie image to me than her stooped in the gutter <laughs> with a wet cigarette in her mouth. Turned around like, boop. Was that like Eyes me trying out. to find my phone on FaceTime last week? <laughs> when you I was just on the floor. <laughs> I should have just like. Um, so ultimately we end and she decides that she's going to give up smoking and she says, it's more for me than him, which is bullshit. Bullshit. Lies. But what I like about it is, is that, and sometimes we forget, Carrie is an unreliable narrator of her own emotional life. It was too bad we had to end, but that's the way it goes, I guess. We had some good times together, and I'm pretty sure we could have had more. But it's over. 
In the end, I really did it for me. I just hope he's worth it. If this was not the introduction of Aiden. <laughs> it's like, this is the guy. I, I, and again, shout out to all the shorties. This isn't just for the white shorties. This is all shorties. All shorties. This is shorties all. This is the man you all like. This is who you all are upholding. And when I have the audacity to say I like Petrotsky and Berger, you all are like, um, it, you're coming for me. Fuck all of you. you like, I love you all. I'm sorry. I can't. I'm just really I angry. Get, I can't. Get, I can't get into the Berger stuff with you right now. I just. I can't. He's a great well, guy. We gotta say, he's the man we we've all dated. <laughs> and he's quite sexy. We ha- I can't do this right now. Much better I can't. than Aiden. Okay. What do you think of the fashion? Of Is it? Yes, I think Burger. Once you get through some stuff, he puts it down. Crit. Uh, okay. The the what? What do you think you of the fashion asking? in this episode? I I actually loved Miranda's look the best with the skirt and the tee. I love the kind of classic Carrie white tank, pink pants, and the flower um, and big flower when she goes in to see Aiden. That's about it, actually. I didn't really. Charlotte was kind of classic Charlotte. Yeah. Can't really remember I don't, anything Samantha was I don't, in. I do. What? She was in that gold belly shirt. <laughs> that was that with a gold gold, lame, gold Beyonce gold member number. They threw her in. And then the blue, she was in this like blue dress. Yeah, with like it, it only went slits. down the middle. It basically had legs. no bottom. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. All right. In terms of the men, we had Brad, Steve, Aiden, Siobhan, and Marty. Who you doing? Siobhan. Oh, my God. Yeah, I got to go with Siobhan. I mean, what a king. Mm-hmm. Um, a king. Despite of his big black pussy. <laughs> despite his big black pussy. Um, so any hot takes? I'm sorry. I no. can't. Don't hate me. I think this whole uh, episode's been a this hot whole, take. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this whole episode was a hot take. So actually, let's cool down. What did we like about this one? I like that we're getting into the Aiden of it all. Pass. Okay. What did you like about it? Pass. Oh, nothing. Okay. Um, got it. What would you give it out of 10? A four. I am going to refrain from rating this episode. Because I would like it scrubbed from the internet. No, I'm kidding. I would give this one probably a two. It's higher than I thought you were going to give. I I can't give it a one. Just because I do... While I don't like the Aiden stuff and I don't like him as a character, I love how it's pushing us forward. I appreciate the idea that their relationship... I had forgotten that basically the foundation of their relationship is Carrie trying to change and lying. (laughs) Yeah, um, just a lot of lies. You know... Again, guys, really great place for you to hang your hats in terms of like this is your quote unquote healthy carry relationship. He's coming for us all, guys. It's, it's Chris. It's is gonna be a rough few weeks throats. for you all. I'm coming for it's next. Coming for... <laughs> I'm so scared. I'm scared too. All right. Well, this felt good. How do you feel? It's good to be back. Feels good to be back. Feels yeah, great. we got. I got to get out of here. Got to go see Marcel the Shell, the new Jenny Slate movie. I'm obsessed with her. <laughs> Um, and I'm sure I'll talk about it next week on the pod. That sounds great. 
Great. I can't so, wait to eat thank lunch. you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next week for our recap of season three, episode six. Are we mm. sluts? Never forget mm. that is the alternate title to this podcast. Yeah, that was the original name. Original title before um we were given several notes. <laughs> Saying nope. So uh, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review Shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know what? Also, we'd like you to be posting about it and get it out there to the people. Yeah. And you can follow us online. Um, I'm at Lewis 1219 on Instagram. And I would like to tell you all that I hear you and I see you all as Aiden fans. You are welcome to message me, but I want you to come in with the intent and understanding that I'm not going to change my mind. I've sat with my opinions, so you can come and we can chat about Aiden, but if you're coming from a place of wanting to change my mind, it's not gonna happen. miss me. <laughs> Sam, where can they find you? You can find me at Bravo Historian on Instagram or at Takers Loft on Twitter. All right, I can't wait to do this again next week. Bye. Bye. Huda Media Production.